Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Giving away golden gooses. You know how much they cost, Max? You ain't just giving those damn things away. Well, Key did give them away. They looked secondhand. So you know Key's next level. You can't hide money, Key. Can't hide money. Key no, thought, I didn't know how much. I want them back. <laughs> Key, Key thought they were hand-me-downs. <laughs> hand-me-downs. New things look. The hand-me-downs don't look as bad as though. Hand-me-downs yeah, are, look better. Hand-me-downs are cool because I done been a hand-me-down kid, right? I done, Hand-me-downs is good. I ain't tripping on that. But them didn't look like. Them look like they belong in the trash. That's just. And what's so cold about it is when you. Take the take a rag and try to wipe them off and clean them up with some four hundred nine. Nothing moves. It all, it stays the same. Yeah, that's so the know. point. The point of them is to look like that. <laughs> I understand moves. that, but you think they dirty, so you try and clean them, and nothing happens. They Wait, still so look dirty. On. So before you threw them out, you get them as a gift. Your wife doesn't put you up on what they're supposed to be. So the first thing you do is like, hold on, Key. Why did you start to clean them? Did you really think they just got dirty in in transit or they something? They were they were dirty, but they were not like. Like the the I got some that that are really really vintage looking, but oh. these they just have some little scratches and stuff on them. So I'm trying to wipe it. I'm like, it doesn't work. Something's wrong. Coming out. And I'm like, man, these things is I can't. Nah, I'll pass. Now, Key, on the West Coast, uh. when you were a kid, was it like on the East Coast? It was Adidas. You had the fat diamond laces and the black mm-hmm. and white shell top Adidas, right? The suede Pumas with you know the different colors, whatever. And there were Lees. Right, so Lee's, and you had to keep them creased. The jeans were Lee's. You had to keep, you had to iron them so there was a crease yeah. right down the middle. Little Latigra, right? Like right early '80s, that was the uniform. Superfly. What was the uniform in L.A. at that same time? At at that time, yeah, it probably was. It was probably close to that because we were trying to get into what would you call it? The hip, not even hip. What was it called? Wasn't yeah. hip hop, right? It was, was it breaking, popping, breaking? Yeah, we yeah, were still, still called the hip hop. Yeah, yeah, we was kind of like venturing into that avenue, but we also was our chucks were always big. I mean, obviously, clearly, but even at a younger age, you know, tough skins, man. I had, you know, when I was a little kid, tough skins. I, I actually might go buy me a pair of tough skins just to wear them. <laughs> the kangaroos ever hit? What they call them? Ruse kangaroos yeah, ever Roos hit out was, there? Yeah, ruse was here. Kangaroos, kangaroos was here. Wow. Kangaroos was here. Oh. Gazelles, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah Voscos. Sure. Remember the two tone jeans, the Voscos. Oh like, yeah, like that's yeah. vintage. If they want to bring something back, bring back the vintage. You know, Carl Kanai was big yeah. in those days. Carl Kanai, cross colors, name. cross colors were huge. Yeah, yep. Um, Joe Fortenbaugh, Joe with us right now. What's going on, Joe? Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, well, week six in the NFL is here, Joe. Thanks for coming on the show. It starts tonight with the Bucks and the Eagles. And uh, we're going to get you ready for the week six action with Joe from ESPN Daily Wager. Oh, and there's a lot of action to get to, Joe. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's fire away. All right. Tampa Bay is at Philly. Tampa's favored by seven. The over-under is 52.5 points. Not a lot to love in this game, in my opinion. If I was going to do anything... 
side with Philadelphia plus the seven. I'd also look to the under at 52 and a half. These Thursday night games have a history of being really sloppy, right? It's a short week. It's a quick turnaround. Guys aren't even close to healthy. We saw it last week with Seahawks Rams. The total was 53 and a half. They only scored 43 points in that game. It was messy from start to finish. Remember, Tampa Bay scoring 41 points per game at home. They're only scoring 21 points per game on the road this season. And as bad as Philadelphia has looked at times, they're still top five in opponent yards per play. So I think this is tightly contested. I'd also lean to the under. If you think about it, Philadelphia is such a tough place to play. And you talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into Philadelphia and you're looking at the point spreads and whatnot, but I'm sticking to the football field. Tom Brady has a little bit of discomfort with his throwing arm. The Philadelphia Eagles certainly could take advantage of that if they have Jalen Hurts on the offensive end doing what he's capable of doing. This is a young football team, but they got a veteran team in Tampa Bay who could be coming in sleepwalking. This, again, is a tough place to play. Just please don't be a close game. I need sleep. I need sleep. You'll be fine. Eventually, I need sleep. You'll be fine. Getting up at 3.30 in the morning. All right. Green Bay at Chicago, guys. Green Bay is favored by four and a half on the road. The over-under is 44 points. I mean, how much do we want to bring history into account here, right? We're not supposed to. We're supposed to evaluate it for what we've seen recently. But Green Bay has covered the spread in 20 of the last 27 meetings between these two teams. Green Bay has covered the spread in 17 of their last 22 trips to Chicago. They own the Bears. And I know Chicago got that nice win last week against the Raiders. Give them credit for getting it done. But the offense still ranks 30th in scoring and dead last in yards per play. If Rodgers is able to score his points, I don't know how Chicago's going to keep up. I would lean to the Packers minus the four and a half. The Chicago Bears defense is playing better of late. They have more energy. Khalil Mack, five sacks on the season, is certainly doing his job with this young man, Justin Fields, not necessarily playing lights out at quarterback, but stabilizing a unit that certainly needed it. But he's energized the entire team. I'm not so sure that Green Bay won't get upset in this situation at all. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you have an opinion about this? You want to go to the next one? Um, So, look, Chicago's defense can be interesting. I still think Justin Fields can do some damage. Green Bay minus four and a half. I might, I might take Chicago in this one. Let's go to the next one. Yo, I should have seen Jay like really considering it. Like, I'm like really considering like there's it. Some real, something real on the line. Yeah, in there this might game be for something him, real on yeah, the line. Okay, here. I, I really do make these you. bets in real life. Okay, we got Los Angeles at Baltimore. Baltimore, Joe, uh, minus three over under fifty two points. All right, short week for the Ravens. They're coming off that Monday night comeback against Indianapolis, so they've got less time to prepare for this game. you got a Chargers team traveling across the country that has been playing dynamite football on both sides. Defensively, they looked fantastic. Last week when they got down against Cleveland, they didn't panic. They've got a head coach who understands analytics and how to be aggressive with his play calling and his decisions on fourth down. I love what Brandon Staley is doing with the Chargers right now. Keep this in mind. The Ravens are 4-1 and one this year, but they're already 3-1 and one in one-score games. 
That's a very telling statistic. Over a large enough sample size, you should be 500 in one-score games. Every now and again, you make the game-winning field goal. Every now and again, the opponent makes the game-winning field goal. Every now and again, your red zone drive fails. Their two-minute drive fails, right? It should balance out. Anytime you're on an extreme end of the spectrum, the law of averages is going to bring you back to the middle. Baltimore already 3-1 and one in one-score games. I like the Chargers here. I think when you look at this football game, an emotional victory by over the Cleveland Browns last Sunday, an emotional victory for the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night against the Indianapolis Colts. This could be a fireworks game again, where now all of a sudden you have Lamar Jackson trying to take another step in this football game against a tight, tough defense of the Chargers. And you also got a young stuck quarterback in Justin Herbert going in here. This could be a high scoring, high flying game. No question about it. I think the over and the under on this one is plus 52. There's so much on the line in this game. Just as like when you think about the quarterbacks who've beaten Mahomes, the teams who have beaten the Chiefs, this pits two of them together. Like the winner of this game is going to be seen along with Buffalo as the as the rising power in the AFC. Kansas City at Washington. Mm. Kansas City, speaking of the Chiefs, are six and a half point favorites on the road. The over under is fifty five and a half points. They never cover, Joe. Very good point. 3-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 16 games dating back to last year. They've covered one-point spread this season. That was in Philadelphia against the Eagles, and that game was tight at the half. Do you want to lay your hard-earned money on the Chiefs right now? Remember, this line was Kansas City minus 7, but Washington money came in to knock it down to 6.5. So if you like Washington, you got to shop for the 7. If you like the Chiefs, you got to play it inside a 7. Kansas City will probably be a very popular six-point teaser play. More on that down the line. But you've got two really bad defenses here. I'm sure you guys have hit on how bad Kansas City's defense is. Washington's defense is not living up to expectations. They're 20th in opponent yards per play. There's a reason this total is sitting up at 55. Maybe it's a shootout. Personally, I want nothing to do with it. I can't get behind the Chiefs, and Washington's been terrible this season. This is not the time for the Kansas City Chiefs to all of a sudden make the Washington football team defense looks like look like lights out. If they get up early in this game based on that, I don't think that Washington's offense, even though the Kansas City's defense is very bad, they like to play with major leads. And that's the key in this football game is for Patrick Mahomes to keep the turnovers down, to get the football down the field to the playmakers, score some points, to make Washington try and figure things out on the offensive side of the ball. Don't take unnecessary chances by heaving the football in the air because our their defense isn't playing that well. We've seen Patrick do that over the last couple of weeks, and it's cost him. Joe, you said they're three and thirteen, dating back to last year, uh, covering against the spread. That's why, I, look, and this team has lost the last three out of four games. I'm going so hard at this game. I mean, just go ahead and knock me down seventy five dollars for the for the Chiefs to cover. There's, they're going to beat up on the Washington football team, <laughs> yeah. Joe. Believe that's going to happen. Let's get to my game. I'm told, but Jay, I'm totally with you, by I'm the way. I think the Chiefs are going <laughs> to take them to the woodshed yes. in this game. Yeah, I don't know if I like the over, but I like the cover. Uh, they will yeah. cover. All right, the Cardinals on the road versus the Browns. The Browns coming off that loss to the Chargers. Everybody's talking about Baker Mayfield, the chemistry with OBJ. Cleveland minus three over under 49 and a half. All right, Jay, I'm glad you mentioned Cleveland coming off a loss because that's a very interesting note here. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, has only been the head coach of this team for one-plus seasons, right? This is his second year. 
but he's 6-0 coming off a loss. 6-0. Here's the trap, though. He's only 1-5 against the spread when coming off a loss. He's played a lot of bad teams. He's beaten them, but he hasn't covered the number. He tends to win tight. So what do you want to get behind? The fact that they bounce back and win after a loss, but they don't end up covering the spread, so maybe you want to find yourself looking to Arizona. I think it's a huge advantage for the Cardinals that they're traveling across the country for this game, but it's an afternoon game. It's not a morning game, so the body clocks don't have to worry about getting in sync like you do when you have to come east, and you might struggle going to bed the night before. I'm sure Keyshawn knows all about that. Ultimately here, I find myself looking to Cleveland in the bounce back spot. I would side with Stefanski over Cliff Kingsbury when it comes to crucial decision making. Something looked off with the Cardinals last week against the Niners, so it's a slight lean to Cleveland right now. Yeah, it's not a big difference in travel time at all. You're a couple hours in the air. It's not going from Seattle to New York. So it's a huge, you know, that that would be a huge advantage. There's no advantage here for Arizona. The interesting thing will be, can Cleveland's defense somehow slow down Kyler Murray and Arizona's football team? If they're capable of doing that, then they can get out of here with the W. Can Baker Mayfield close things out if it gets tight late in the game? Can they figure out how to get OBJ in <clears throat> Ooh, OBJ involved from beginning to end. I've been talking you forever. That, you caught that Max Kellerman frog, yeah, the huh? frog. The frog got you. <laughs> the frog got you. All right. Um, Dallas at New England. Dallas, three-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 51 points, Joe. All right, so everyone's going to line up to bet the Cowboys here, right? Everyone's going to line up. The Cowboys have won every single game since that week one Thursday nighter in Tampa Bay. They're the only team in the NFL that's a perfect 5-0 and against the spread. Every time we see them, they're putting up a ton of points, right? Meanwhile, on the other side, here's New England. Last week, they should have lost to Houston. The week before in the big build-up game against the Patriots, they come up short there. So everyone's going to line up on Dallas. Be careful. Just like with that Tampa game, be very careful. The look-ahead line here was Dallas minus one. That was the spread last week. After we saw everything we saw this weekend, it jumped as high as four. I think that's a big overreaction. You put Mike McCarthy in his game management next to Bill Belichick in his game management, that could be the difference in a game that's at home for the Patriots where they're the home dog coming off a dicey situation. I think you get a great week of practice. I would look to New England here. Yeah, I think the Dallas football team going into New England is something special. These guys are on a roll right now. The New England Patriots, yes, they're kind of clunking along with Mac Jones at the quarterback spot. But every single position of the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, is better than the New England Patriots, except the sideline. But I think the talent can outweigh what the New England Patriots have on the sideline and Bill Belichick in that coaching staff. All right, you heard all the analysis. Now it's time to make our picks in House Money. House Money is delivered by FanDuel. First, Evan, how did we do last week? Yeah, so um, you each actually won. Everybody uh, was in the positive. I think that's the first time that's happened all season. Key uh, won on the fight, so he, he won sixty three fifty for the week. Uh, Jay won seventeen thirty for the week. Max, you won $5.40. Mm. You won your two money line bets. Uh, Giants broke your heart again. And Joe uh, won two bets, lost one bet. So uh, that's where we're at. Jay still leads at 231.63. Key has 222.35. Don't know why I said it like that. 
Joe has a do- hundred and thirty and dollars and twenty cents, and uh, Max, you're up to ninety six eighty nine. So get uh, money. That's where we at. Get money. Well, actually, I've, lo- I've lost three dollars and change, but that's besides the point. Never mind. Nothing to see here. What are your picks, Joe? Give me your stuff. I'm still trying to get over how someone reads American currency as two, two, two and 75 cents. Like that was the first time I've ever heard anyone break down money like that in my entire life. Yeah, what, but, what, hey, maybe what currency was right, that? I'm gonna make two bets this week. What the euro, pounds, shekels, rubles? What? Was, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, two games this week. Both bets are going to be the standard. Risk $5.50 to win $5. First game is going to be the aforementioned Chargers plus three at Baltimore. Short week for the Ravens. I love the balance that the Chargers are bringing to the table. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert. He's getting better each and every week. Mike Williams has been a very pleasant surprise at wide receiver now that he's finally healthy and playing a consistent role in that offense. Uh, The Chargers and the adjustments they made against Cleveland last week, that was huge because that looked like a situation where Cleveland was going to run away with that game, and the Chargers figured out how to lock it down a little bit on defense to get some stops and then make some plays on offense. So I'll take the three points. I think they're live here. It's not going to be a surprise to me if they win the game outright. Game number two. One of the games I gave you last week was Tennessee over Jacksonville because of the dysfunction in Jacksonville regarding Urban Meyer. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Denver minus three and a half over the Raiders. All right. I don't know how much the Raiders have been able to focus on anything regarding the Broncos, given everything they're dealing with right now with the John Gruden situation. Compound that with the fact that they've lost two in a row. And despite the fact that they're three and two this season, they've got a negative scoring differential. So this could very easily be a two and three or a one. One and four football club. I know Denver's falling on some tough times, but they're at home. They got to smell blood in the water. I lay the three and a half with the Broncos. Mm. Mm. Who's up? So next? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend fifty bucks on the Dallas Cowboys to cover going into Foxborough, taking a look at a young Mac Jones against emerging defense in the Cowboys. We already know what they have on the offensive side of the board, so I'm gonna spend that fifty on that. Then I'm gonna go college football if that's okay with you, Evan. We, college football. We're doing college now. Oh, can't hear you. Okay, good. all right. No. Good, good no. to know. I, no college football. No college. I thought right, maybe we board. could because I thought I saw college football on the board, but I guess I didn't. Uh, I'm going to take tonight's game. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to drop fifty bucks for them to cover on that as well. And then I'm going to take a look at the Raiders against. The Denver Broncos. I think the Raiders cover. There's no question about it. Even though they've gone through this adversity, I'm going to spend 25 bucks on that because I believe in Rich uh, Basaccia to take over for John Gruden and they rally around him and they get it done. Yeah, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade you on that one key on the Raiders Broncos. Real quick, real quick. Real oh, quick. Okay, go ahead. What was, what was that college pick? Even if he's not allowed to uh, use it in the contest, what do you like, Key? Kentucky, I like Georgia smashing Kentucky and covering with no question at all. Yeah, I, think, okay. I think that's an easy one. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll, I'll fade you, Key, on the Raiders-Broncos. I, I think that uh, Basachi is, is a great coach. I think that's a, a huge ask and a quick turnaround time. So I'll take the Broncos to cover at home. I'm with you, Joe. I'll do $25 on that. I, like I said before, Evan, I'm putting $75 on the Chiefs to cover on the road against the Washington football team. And then I'll take $30 on the Browns to cover versus my Cardinals at home. 
huge game for Baker Mayfield and OBJ. All right, this is the week I get into the black. I'm out of the red and into the black. Ready? I'm down about three bucks so far, so I have to start increasing my wager. Forget those $5 bets. I'm betting $6 a game right now. Ready for this? I'm increasing it. Six bucks on Pittsburgh over Seattle. Uh, They will... They will. Uh, I'm taking the money line. Pittsburgh over Seattle at home. I am taking six bucks and putting it on the Chiefs to cover, just like we discussed. That's six bucks on the Chiefs to cover. And there was one more. What was the other one? Oh yeah. Oh god, it's killed. Oh no. You know what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm staying away from the Giants. I'm putting six bucks on Tennessee to beat the spread against Buffalo. Wow. A whopping $18 for you this week. I'm starting to step it up. Here we go. Make money. Slow death. Slow death. (laughs) Slow death. (laughs) Death by a thousand paper cuts. All right. Um, That's house money delivered by FanDuel. Get your first bet risk-free. When you sign up for FanDuel Sportsbook using promo code KJM, thank you as always, Joe. Appreciate you, Joe. By the way, we do. We do. Always a pleasure, boys. Have a great show. Thanks for having Thank me. You. We do Joe Knows on uh, This Just In. Fantastic new show, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Um, Joe Knows, he's on fire. He hasn't gotten one. I don't remember the last one. He, the last time he didn't win a bet. He makes, That's on your show. He makes three a week, and, and he hits every time. Uh, why things would be different in Las Vegas if someone else was in charge? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including former Raiders executive and CBS sports football analyst, Amy Trask. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Morning, Amy. I hate to be having a conversation with you. Uh, rather, you know, rather than our normal conversations we would have, I got to bring you in for something like this at a time like this, so to speak. Um, you've been knowing Mark Davis for a very, very, very long time. And his statement that, or lack thereof, statement that he put out yesterday, what's your response to that? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Well, you are right. It would be much nicer to be having one of our normal conversations, but it is so important as we know that we are having this conversation. Uh, You know, it's a mix of emotions. I didn't work with Mark for a particularly long period of time. I was with the Raiders almost 30 years, but about 29 of those were working with Al and then handling the transition. I'll say I'll answer in two ways. I do not believe that if Mark knew that these were John's beliefs, he would have hired John. But he did hire John. I was then surprised that it took from Friday when we know the team had the emails and many people are suggesting they had access to them earlier or they'd seen them earlier. But even if they'd only gotten them on Friday, that it took until Monday after everything became public for this to end and for John to no longer be with the team. And then one wonders, had they never become public on Monday? Well, and one was public Friday. The rest became public Monday. Had we not learned of more on Monday, would John still be with the team or not? Because the team had the emails on Friday. He coached on Sunday, and it wasn't until Monday night that he was gone. So, and then I would have liked to have a statement from Mark. Yeah, I'm not suggesting he needed to hold a press conference, needed to make a big deal, but a strong, unequivocal statement was what I was hoping for. So, no, I don't think he would have hired John if he knew about this. Yes, I think this could have been handled more strongly and more um, emphatically when the team learned. Why, Amy, do you think it took two days, three days before everything came down on Monday? I don't know the answer to that. And you know me, I'm the girl that went to law school, so I don't speculate. Um, I can hear someone's voice in my head saying, you know, objection, she's speculating. Uh, And as a general rule and law school teasing aside, I don't want to speculate. I will quite emphatically say I don't like that it took from Friday until Monday. You'd seen this stuff on Friday. That's dispositive in my mind. You see this stuff, you don't wait. Amy Trask. CBS Sports NFL analyst, former Raiders CEO, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Amy, how would Al Davis have handled this? Well, again, um, I can always hear Al's voice in my head saying, don't speculate for me. So I'm not going to say how he would have handled it, but I will say that he would have been infuriated and horrified by that which became public. Look, you have people listening to your show that love the Raiders and loved Al and people that hate the Raiders and couldn't stand Al. But if we are all being intellectually honest, we will recognize the fact that this man did decades and decades and decades before anyone else was even talking about it in league circles. He hired Tom Flores. He hired me. He advanced Art Shell to head coach, and I offer that simply in chronological order. This man hired without regard to race, gender, or any other individualities which have no bearing whatsoever on whether one can do a job. So had he become aware of those emails and what was in those emails, he would have been incensed. And let me say one thing about the emails, because we are talking about the emails, because that's how we learned of this. Our focus should not simply be as to what was in the emails, but the fact that that's what is in his heart and in his mind. You don't put that in an email if you don't believe that. So what's more horrifying than the emails themselves is that this is someone's beliefs. Mm. 
So what does the NFL need to do to become more inclusive as it relates to an environment in the year 2021, Amy? How, how do they go well, I'm about glad fixing you po- this? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no worries. How do they go about fixing this? Well, I'm glad you both referenced that it's 2021, and I'm glad that you just used the word fixing this because I've been using that word all week. It is 2021, and it is incomprehensible to me that we haven't yet found a way to fix this. And by the way, this is not simply a Raider issue. This is not simply an NFL issue. This is a business issue for businesses of all kinds, and it's not simply a business issue. It's a societal issue, and I wish I had the magic fix because we do need to fix this. So I will answer your question as to what the NFL should do, but I'm going to tell you I think this is what every business should do. Diversity and inclusiveness and creating pipelines for those who have not had opportunities in the past needs to be a priority. And the league is doing that. I want to make very clear that while the, the, the views that Gruden exchanged in his email correspondence with Bruce Allen, and I understand there were a few others on the correspondence, is not unique to John or to Bruce. They are not the only ones in the league with that view. But I want to be careful to note that there are a lot of really, really, really good people in the league and that those are not the views held by everyone. So those really, really good people in the league and in businesses of all natures need to, to use a horse term, take the reins and double down on everything that has been done to date. There are some teams that are doing a good job. I'm sitting here in California, so I'll name two California teams, the uh, Rams, the, the 49ers. They've created pipelines to increase diversity and inclusiveness, and every business needs to do that, not just the NFL. And every business, not just the NFL, needs to let people know, we don't want you here if those are your views. Amy Trask, CBS Sports NFL analyst and former Raiders CEO, joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Amy, you've practiced law. You've been around this National Football League and sports forever. I've been knowing you for a very, very long time. And if right now there's a lot of people both on the the NFL side and the NFLPA side that would like for the NFL to release – those 650,000 or so emails to the public so that people can actually see what's in those emails. Do you think that that's a good thing? Um, It's a great, great question. And, you know, I kind of groan every time I hear the number 650,000 because I can think of the amount of money lawyers would charge to go through all of those. Um, (laughs) But putting that aside, you're absolutely right. Uh, Demora Smith and the NFLPA have asked for disclosure of all the emails. So, too, have the women, uh, the lawyers who are representing the women that sued the Washington football team. And that was, of course, the genesis of how we learned of these emails. I don't know what the NFL is going to do. I do know that I believe that transparency is important. And, you know, query whether they have to release all 650,000. There will be some in there. Um, that I believe would be subject to an attorney-client privilege. But setting that aside, you know, they can try to squat on them all. There may or may not be more leaks. I want to say one thing about the leak in a minute. Um, But as a general philosophy, I believe in transparency. Now, as to the leak, when I heard initially that these emails were leaked by the NFL, I didn't buy that. 
I still don't buy that the league was the source of leaking these emails. Now, ultimately, it doesn't matter who leaked them. They became public. I just want to note, I don't think it was the NFL. Mm. You know, you know I, I had that conversation with Max offline probably 45 minutes ago, Amy. I said to Max, I said, I don't know if the NFL would actually did that. I kind of have a theory, but you know what happens with theories. I just kind of want to leave it to myself, but I don't know that the league did that. But I could be wrong. Amy, before we get out of here quickly, could I, I just wanted to ask you quickly, because racism, sexism, you know, this is about not just uh, personally held prejudices, but about power. Um, in your experience in the NFL and now, um, you know, covering it, do you is, – is your experience that things are getting better along those lines and this is what's so shocking about an email like this or that this kind of uh, behavior and, and, you know, where one powerful guy is sending this email to another franchise's powerful executive is pervasive? Uh. I have to answer that quickly for you, so I'll answer um, in two pieces very quickly. Do I think things are getting better? Yes, I do. When I started my career, I was the only woman in that room for NFL meetings. That has changed. I'm using that simply as a quick example to let you know I think things are getting better. Do I believe that this is pervasive? No, I don't believe it's pervasive throughout the league. Do I believe that this is a one-off and that no one else has those views? No, I do not. Uh, excellent. Well, there's there's a lot of reason for optimism in that answer, I think, and also still room for concern. Thank you, Amy. Thank you so much. That's former Thank Raiders you, executive Amy. CBS. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Amy. Amy. Sports football analyst Amy Task Trask on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Amy, again. Uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. The Raiders turn the page to week six. So do we. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Key, we just had Amy Trask on talking about the Raiders situation. <laughs> I just laugh because Yates is funny. <laughs> you, you know the song, Key, and he show pictures of John Gruden. I'm like, oh, man. Hey, man. <laughs> you cold-blooded, Yates. Go ahead. 
key, a- Amy Trask just came on this show and spoke the way like you wish the commissioner of a league would speak, right? The precision of the language to express the ideas and the righteous ideas, right? What stood oh. out to you from the conversation? Well, I've been knowing Amy for a very long time, and, and I, she just every time, she's just a badass to me. Like she's just ridiculously smart, articulate. She just knows her stuff. This is why when we always talk about hiring people, right, whether it's the skin color, the gender, whatever the case may be, you never know, man. Like, this is a type of – she is the type of individual that you bring in that should be running, much like you said, you know, run, running a league, running a team, given the opportunity to do her thing. And it's just it, – I'm just I'm, – I'm excited. You know, I get excited – when you get to talk to somebody like that, that know they stuff and, and not just in circles, talking in circles like she pinpoint talking about the discrimination, talking about the women, talking about all the different individuals that could be at play here. And not only that, her and I, to a degree, share the same views as I don't know if it was the league, Max. I just mm. it's just hard for me to believe that the NFL would leak this stuff to get rid of a coach. I, I almost feel like the emails got into somebody else's hands, saw some stuff, gave it to somebody that was name was in the email, said, man, look what this dude's saying about y'all or who. And they said, oh, okay, I got something for him. That's kind of how I look at it, but that's just my own little conspiracy theory. I, yeah, we don't, don't know, know who leaked it. We don't know who leaked it. I yeah, mean, it's, uh, so many, it it's so many. It's so many. 650,000. Okay, so you, you're both of y'all, and I'm going to be uh, condescending here. You got a Columbia guy and a Duke guy. 650,000 emails. So do the math on who was CC'd on those emails and add that to the pot. 650,000. You know, I'm glad, Key, you brought up a point you did. And I talk about this a lot. When anti-discrimination, right, being open and, and egalitarian and, having, and everyone having a shot is not just about doing the morally upright thing. That's the most important thing is doing the morally upright thing. But even if you are motivated purely by self-interest, you are hurting your own business. You are hurting your own life when you exclude based on stuff like gender or race. By the way, you want a stark example would be, did the play in Major League Baseball go up or down when they broke the color line? Because you are simply excluding a percentage of the population from opportunity based on something other than their merit. You are, even if you're totally motivated by self-interest and not by ethics at all um, or any kind of moral compass at all, It's in your best interest as a person, as a business, to be inclusive along those lines. That makes sense. But once again, like I say, you know, sometimes there's people that you listen to, Key, Max, uh-huh. that make all the sense in the world. But you know we live in a non-practical world, right? You, you live in a non-sensible world where there are certain habits or there are certain stereotypes that are built into people from the moment they are raised. Yeah. Subconsciously, Max, things that have been said around them that become part, unless you subconsciously and consciously make a concerted effort to fight that, sometimes those things come out when you least expect no, it. Hey, Key, you know what I hear in a lot of Gruden's emails? I hear a lot of fear. 
like not in a lot of the emails. I didn't read all the emails in in what was leaked. You know, like in the uh-huh. kind of stuff. Yeah, I, know I, what you're I hear fear. In other words, the world is changing. The nice, safe world that you grew up in is it's not the same anymore. You have to deal with different people and different kinds of people, and the values that you thought you know informed your decisions have changed. And and older people. By the way, I find this with myself just in terms of like. Rules in sports. I don't like this new rule in football that doesn't let the defense, right? Because it's not what I'm used to. And as you get older, you feel that old world slipping away. And key, particularly people who benefited from the old status quo are angry about it. Yeah, I I can see where you get that from. But I also look at it from a standpoint of when you're a bad person, you're a bad person. It doesn't mean <laughs> yeah, like anything. Separate because, issue, yeah. Because that started a long time ago. It, it didn't just start this year. It started 10, 11 years ago in the emails that we may have gotten our hands on or, or not even necessarily emails, the information from the emails that we got our hands and eyes and ears on. How about years before that? How about private conversations and things of that nature that are not in emails? How about text messages? How about all of those sort of things that you didn't see? So, you know, it's it's one of those deals that you look at it, and much like Amy said, if Mark Davis had known prior to the hiring of John Gruden, he wouldn't have never been the Raiders coach, and I strongly believe that because you've got to have zero morals to hire somebody that did those sort of things that is a very bad person. You have to have zero more. If if somebody, you saw somebody, Max, and they wanted to be your agent and you knew that, would you hire them? Nope. No. <laughs> nope. No, but you hire them based on them hiding, and then all of a sudden you learn about it, you're going to fire their ass. Which is why I thought Derek Carr's uh, message was spot on, you know. Look, I, I, you know, I have a personal relationship with this person. What they did was bad, period. I'm not that way. My kids are not that way. I do have a personal relationship that predates my knowledge of this. I'm still blown away by Amy Trask. I tell you, every time she comes on, Key, I literally have my pen and paper, and I'm I'm taking notes. Like I'm in school. Yeah. See, I got my pen too. Look. All right. And I we, got my paper, Jay, but ain't no notes on ain't it. Ain't no notes on we it. We did a lot today. We did a lot today. We Don't got a lot more take, coming up Jay. tomorrow. Greenies next, KJM. Uh, we got Chris Long tomorrow, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.